Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, I can't find nothing on the radio. Yo, turn to that station. Hey, what time is it? This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Jeff Lutz. We should be in the moment, but also it's good to have something to look forward to. Oh, that's true. In Jason Duda. Yeah, it doesn't mean that anything's wrong or anything like that. It's just that you're you're looking forward to something. Lesson one, lose the goatee. Lesson two, get a suit. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's showtime, baby. You'll go wacko, bananas, nuts, crazy, unbelievable. Good afternoon and welcome. It is Bob and Jeff on KFH. Bob, not here today, attending to some other matters. What does that mean? Oh, I can't tell you. Why not? It's pretty serious stuff. Jason Duda, here with me instead. Do you like that? Do you like being instead? Do you like being the instead of guy? I don't care. Kind of like the fill in. I'm just here. What do you just filling in? What do you care about? Um, we know what you care about your family. Well, of course, that that goes without saying. Other than that, I don't know. I'm pretty. You don't care. You don't care. Everything's about anything. pretty even keel after that. Really, everything. Well, like what else? So you have no good days. You have no bad days. You have no, no excitement. You no, have no I have, sadness. I have good days. I have bad days, just like you anybody can. else. You said everything's but, even keel, so there's no up no, or down. No, you, you asked me what I really care about. Okay, well then what gets you going? What gets you out of bed? What uh, When I wake up. That's what gets... Come I, on. If you know I what, don't you wake know what up, that phrase means. If I don't wake up, then I don't got to worry about it. So you know it's kind what, of a win-win you know win situation. Means. Okay, what gets you putting one foot in front of the other? Why get out of bed? Because I got to go to work for my family. That's why. Oh my God! So what is your purpose? What do you mean? What is your purpose here? Take care of the family. That's it. Well, what else is my purpose? I don't know. Do you have like some? What else? What else is your? Do you purpose? have something inside of you that you want to do for I've you? Already, I did it. I played hockey. That was that, that was, was my your, thing. That was your I'd like thing. to. I would have liked to have played baseball or golf. But that wasn't available. Well, go really join at a the men's time. league or go join a golf league. They're out there here in Wichita. Oh, go, I know. Go do some stuff. Uh, for and yourself. I could. And I could. Then do it. Nah, I'm okay. Because I don't care. I don't care. I'm good. No, I'm good. Like I'm good. But are you? I'm, I think so. 
Uh, you're not good. You're what, you're why in not? the middle all the time. That's what you said. You're even keel. Everything's just even keel. Well, and in a, and in some no, ways, it's not like every day is even keel. You're ups and you have ups and downs, but you just so got to bring some... it back as quick as possible to that even keel spot. I mean, I guess that's good in a way, but don't you want to like what feel feel what anything? I, what, do, I, what are you talking about? You don't feel anything. You're just even keel. Like, I, I'm not going to get upset for too long because I got to take it back to the even keel. I'm not, I assume it's well, that yeah. way with happiness. I don't want to be happy for too long because I got to get back to that even keel spot. Well, happiness, so you try you, to keep it a little longer than the, the bad stuff, but spring okay, it back. What steps do you take? What are you supposed to do? Just be like mad all day? Like, no, that's, not mad all that's day. That's ridiculous. But or, what steps do you take? To continue your happiness whenever it stops by. Is that just a go with the flow thing? Or do you Absolutely actually go with the flow? Good grief. Well, why wouldn't it be go with the flow? Because the flow might take you to a different place. You might have to actually like put the work in to be happy and fulfilled and uh, content. But you're telling me that no work goes into that for you. Um, I don't think so. All right. I don't. I mean, I guess that. I guess that's that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm well, not, how about you? I let's, feel let's, all let's the go. time. Feel what? Everything. Like what? Name what a do you feeling. Mean? Why do you think frustration? I, if always. Why do you think always. I try? And not on this show, but in you, life, I try to be like you, a little bit balanced, because I can't have the ups and downs. I can't deal with. I mean, I can deal with them, but they're not where I should be living. Because my highs are really high and my lows are really low. There's no middle with me. There's no, I'm kind of down. But if I'm down, I'm going to be pretty down. And if I'm up, I'm going to be way up. It's like a manic depressive thing. I don't know if that's like an official me, that's who I am. But that's who I am, basically. So you, It's an up and down. You're on a roller coaster ride. All the time. I don't like roller coasters. So I coasters. try to Not a reel fan. it in. Not a fan of roller coasters. Maybe this is why. Nor am I. I prefer but we're, I prefer a float down a river that's calm. That's where I like to stay. Well, I'm with you. Mine and would probably take be a lake. A lake? Maybe a maybe the river, but probably well, it's got to be the river because you got to go somewhere. We're all on a path. We probably just don't know where ocean. we're going. The ocean. Then I like being in a boat on the ocean. So on the ocean, no yeah. wonder you like you're up and down like that. The way the ocean can get nasty. It can. I don't like being in water. But you want to be on a boat on the I like being on, on water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you now. Very peaceful and I, wavy. Now, and up now, and down. I, now I get it. <laughs> now we, we've kind of come to some sort of understanding of now, each other. Now we have, yes. Which sort is good, of. I guess, after all these years but to you finally know, figure this out. you know out. us Lutzes. We're volatile. Yes, very. And we don't really run from it. We don't, we don't try to pretend that we're not. No, you get one way. You just keep going. Yep. Just and take then, a breath. And then you crash. Just, and then you crash into a wall. Yeah. And you don't know what the next feeling or emotion is going to be. Uh, and you try to roll with it. See, you try to just take it. You just need to take a breath. Oh, well, Calm you know, down. I think it's, I think in a lot Let of ways. slow. I think in a lot of ways it's worth it. It's worth it. To, to be to, driving yourself up the wall? No, but it's worth it to have the ups be really up. To have the downs be really down. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No. Really? No. Why would you want your downs to be really down? I'm. You wouldn't. And 
downs being really down sucks a lot. Yeah. But keep your you, ups. If you can take the steps, which takes some work to uh, decrease the downs and still have the ups, then you kind of got it made. Yes. Feeling things is not easy. But I'd rather do that than not. See, I don't know. I don't, I couldn't. I mean, the ups, the good ups are always great. Sure. But the bad downs, you got to slow. You got to slow your roll on. Well, that's where got to back it off. Talk to someone. I'm right here. This is what we're doing. Medicaid, if you need to. There's no shame in any of that. Control and and address mental health, and then <clears throat> maybe your highs will become a little higher. That's kind of how it's worked for me. Well, that's good. You you got her tamed a little bit, but I also, and I don't know where this conversation started, or I even, don't either, or even where it's going. But you also don't want to make the ups too up because then the ups, the big ups, aren't as special. That's you know what right. I'm saying? Exactly. Every little up doesn't need to be taken to the next level. Exactly. And every little down doesn't need to be pushed further. That's, uh, I mean, well said, I guess. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Brilliant. No you, idea what I said, you but I think it's off? good. <laughs> it sounded really good. Uh, you want to set up the show today? Sure. Nine minutes in, eight and a half minutes in? Sure. I think we're allowed to do it. Uh, at 225, that means the very next segment, Rush Jewett. Uh, he was just elected. He can't say inducted yet because he hasn't been inducted. The induction ceremony is in October. But he was selected, elected to the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. Very nice. And your day's coming, Jason. They told us yesterday. Who told what? what Jordan happened? Poland came on the show, the executive director of the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame, and said you were very close. I was very close. To getting in. Oh. And I know you don't care. Ah, nifty nuthouse. Won't lose any sleep over it. I'll be okay. But... I can prove it to you and go to sleep right now. But those of us who care deeply about you, whether you like it or not, want you to be in the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame and believe that you deserve to be in the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. Well, th that'd be great. It sure would. That would be a high. It would? Well, sure it would. You know how... That would be fantastic. You know quickly but I'd be to that ceremony for you? Oh, just right there. Where's it at? It's usually at the casino. Oh, well, I, I might have to go a day early then <laughs> to make sure I was there on time. Exactly. Oh, man, that would be tough. So you're co it's coming. It's going to happen. I wish it had been it's this year. It's out of my year. control, Jeff. I it's, know. It's out of my control. But it's a little bit, a little, very, very small part in my control because I get to vote. And I vote you, number one, every year, and I need that to uh, pay off. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Looks like you're wasting your vote. No, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, and thanks. I, and I encourage others who have a vote to do that also. At two, anyway, Russ Jewett, uh, he's a longtime track and field coach at Pittsburgh State, uh, now works in their athletic department, uh, and was also a standout track and field athlete himself. At 245, Robin Taylor Zander. He's in the touring band, at least, of Cheap Trick. He's the son of their frontman, Robin Zander, and he's got a new album out. It's called The Distance. Uh, pretty good. I listened to it today. Did you? Yeah, I liked it. Not necessarily the, I mean, kind of, singer-songwriter stuff, kind of 
a little bit acoustic-y sometimes, sometimes a little harder edge, but I really liked his voice. And he's got a bio that he wrote, just a little short three-paragraph thing on Spotify because all the artists get bios if you want them. Okay. But usually, like, Spotify writes them. Sure. But Robin Taylor Zander, not, not quite well-known enough yet to have a written bio, so he wrote his own bio. And uh-huh. he said, uh, comparisons include the Beatles. And I'm like, what? You can't, can't just compare yourself to the Beatles. Probably not. That's, uh, that's a little much. That is. However... Oh, he's got a voice like John Lennon. It sounds kind of like John Lennon. And you hear some Beatles in it. I don't think he's saying he's as great as the Beatles, but the sound is there. Interesting. You ready for this one? You excited? I am. You're one of our big music guys. On top of the moon right now. I can't wait. Well, I can't either. Well, he's in Cheap Trick, but he's got a solo album out. Oh. You know Cheap Trick, I Want You to Want Me. So he's in a band, but he d- does his own stuff. Well, he's he's sort of in the band. How are you sort of in a band, but if you're well, doing your own thing? Well, he's the son of the front man who's been in the band forever. Kay. And his guy's 28, 29 years old, so he hasn't been with them for a long time. Gotcha. Kind of like Deacon Fry. He goes around and tours with them, but I don't think they're making new music. Um, but he's in Cheap Trick okay. as a touring entity, and they tour a lot. All the time. They play a lot of uh, live dates. They opened here, I believe. I believe it was them uh, for Aerosmith back in the day at Interest Bank Arena. Ah. Put on a nice show. Very good. If that was them. I think it was. Well, you'll Um, have to ask him. Well, he wasn't in the band then. Well, he would have been just a teenager. Maybe he was. He was like 17 then. That doesn't mean anything. But the question I want to ask... Okay. Robin Taylor Zander is what is life to you? Ooh. Because he's wow. the son of a huge rock star, right? So he's seen things that we only see in movies and documentaries, and even then we don't get the full grasp of it. So this guy's been around that his entire life. What is life? It can't be reality. So I, well, I want to know his answer to that it's question. It's probably a little different. I would guess it has to be a little different. I bet he has highs and lows. Well, for sure. Why wouldn't he? Everybody has highs and lows. Except Everybody listening you. has highs and lows. I have highs and lows. I just don't let them get too high or too low. Yeah. I That's all. At 325, Jason brought a game. I <laughs> <laughs> <He> says pardon. <laughs> I'll have a game, I guess. Uh, it is my day to have a game. It's your day. It's not Friday. I never... If I come on a Friday, I'll have a game. Well, I would. we'd appreciate that. And that used to be custom here for a couple months. It was. While we were doing the show together. You'd have a Friday game. I'd have a Tuesday game. It was like uh, City League and high school basketball. We play on Tuesdays and Fridays. That's right. We were peas and carrots. Uh, we loved it. And at uh, 340, we'll talk to the new tournament director of the Wichita Open, which is happening this week at Crestview. Uh, his name is Dusty Buell, Interesting. taking over for Roy Turner, who right. did that job admirably and for quite excellently for 22 years, I think. Well, it's good. It'll be interesting to see how the course is. Maybe he'll need us to come out and play it tomorrow before the tournament. Oh, just you, to, you can ask Just him. to make sure everything's okay. I I'll, mean... I'll certainly drive you around if that's what you wish Perfect. to be done. Perfect. I'd love it. Because I'm not going to go hack up 
Crestview Country Club the day before it hosts a major, no, a major can't, tournament. Can't let you out there. How come you weren't in the pro am? Can you be in the? Can you just be in the pro am? I think you buy a spot in it. I think you have to. You have to pay to be in the pro am. Yes. Well, that's is that right? Is that how that it's supposed to be? I think that's how they usually do it. Okay, but I might be wrong. You caddy there, right? That's the place no. you caddy. Where do you? Are we allowed no. to talk about that? Yeah. Well, no, I I don't caddy there. I caddy at Flint. Okay. But they uh, Crestview. I don't know how. I don't know. Actually, the pro am. I I'm pretty sure you you kind of buy a team to play in it. All right. I think, but I might be wrong. And you could just I've, be anybody. Well, that's a good question. I don't know if you have to have a certain hand. You got to probably have some sort of handicap because they don't want no offense. People guys like you well, I, out then, there. Why and, would I take offense to And that? slowing it down for everybody else. But I could be wrong on that too. I honestly am not sure. I've never played in it. You know how much I'd like to play. That's a good. That, I never even thought about that. Well, I'd like you to also. You know uh, how much sleep I lose. There's a lot of things that I need to get done. A lot. We got to write that book. Now I'm. Oh, we got that book to finish. I mean, we've got how many chapters done? <laughs> well, depending on how many I've transcribed from this radio show, uh, probably seven to ten. Seven to ten. It's not bad. Can't be much longer than that. Don't well, want, you never don't know. want people to lose interest. Well, some people read books. What? <laughs> some like people, the whole thing? Yeah. Like the ones without pictures. Right. That's just crazy Some talk. people wouldn't mind a 15-chapter book. crazy. It is crazy. You never to heard be, of anything like that. There needs to be at least three-quarters of a picture on every page for me to get through an eight-page book. <laughs> That's too bad. Why? I don't know. Pictures are great. I just want you to be a, a, a well-read, knowledgeable guy about a lot of things. But what? What do you what, know? What could there be that? What What should I read on to get more well, knowledge that I, I need like, that I'm not that I'll just use? Be, there should just be some things that are like ingrained within you. I've never read Moby Dick, right? I've not really that interested in reading Moby Dick because that's not I'm just not not interested. But it's a book that but everybody's know, read. But I know the beginning of it, just like I know the beginning of uh, a Tale of Two Cities, right? These are opening lines that are etched into the history of our country. Do you know the beginning of Absolutely not. Fill me in. Well, Moby Dick is Call Me Ishmael, right? Again, this is not me showing off some great knowledge. This, again, is this is information that you just pick up through osmosis. Why is that so explain? Because it's, I, it's I don't... the most famous book ever written outside of the Bible. Moby Dick is is kind of kind of it. Fair enough. War and Peace. I mean, it's on that short list. Okay. And then uh, Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That I've heard. Yes. A lot of uh, hacky sports journalists. I'm sure I tried it at one point. Something stupid uh, like that. It trying was to use as it. As my lead. Trying to get it. I sure hope Get I it in. But I wrote some bad leads back in the day. As did you? As an early Cub journalist. After it was... Out in print, did you just go, why did I do that? No, they made me change them. Oh. The thank smart goodness, people were like, no, dude. Thank goodness I had editors. I'll give you an example. I'd one like to, I'd one like to that one. sticks with me because it's like you're so ashamed that how was that even me? How did I do? How did I produce such terrible work? Right? I don't know how far back you go with Maze, but they had a running back. It's probably 10, at least 10 years ago. Probably, probably more. At least 15. 
His name was Lane Garcia, I believe. Okay. And uh, he was really good. He had good numbers, big stats, uh, good reputation. And then he had a bad game against whoever they were playing. Uh, so let's just say it was Andover Central. I have okay. no idea if it Fair was. Enough. So my lead was Andover Central made sure Mays lived life in the slow lane on Friday night. Ooh. Ooh. And they said what? And uh, one of our copy editors, Nicole Pale, who was great and went on to do bigger and better things, she came up to me and said, we don't do cutesy leads. Oh. And you thought that you had a good one. I thought I did. Like, man, that's clever. That's yeah. good stuff. And then all of a sudden, squash. Yeah. And then what do you do after? You got to think of something different. And I'm sure that story was terrible. Man. But good effort. I mean, we tried. It was a good we effort. We tried things. It was a good effort. I, I, I think I think you should have ran with it. Well, I couldn't because, again, copy editors are kind of in charge of that. Fair they enough. decide what goes in the newspaper. Understandable. They are the last line of defense between me and the actual paper <laughs> that the writing goes on. All right, we'll take a break right now. We accomplished so much in that first segment. What? We got through all the topics. What's left to discuss? <laughs> uh, up next, Russ Jewett, a uh, new Kansas Sports Hall of Fame electee. He will join us on the other side. Jason Duda is here. I'm Jeff Lutz. It's Bob and Jeff on KF8. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
Songs About a Girl, the theme of the music this week. I wonder, Max, we won't, but <laughs> if we'll hear the song about a girl by Nirvana. It's a good one. I mean, just put that in your uh, brain for a little while. He's already got him set up. He you does, can, but you can't like, tell him to change I, things I, I'm now. I'm considering Star Star for the end of the week. No, that's about you need a girl. To do. Most songs are about a girl. Let's go to the IHOP hotline and talk to one of the newest uh, electees, I think that's a word, uh, into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame to be inducted uh, this coming up October at the Kansas Star Casino, longtime track and field coach uh, at Pittsburgh State. It's Russ Jewett. Russ, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? We are doing well also. First of all, congratulations on uh, being named into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. I know that's a, a great honor. What what does that mean to you, and what did you do when you uh, first found out that news? How did that hit you? That hit me like, are you sure you got the right guy, I think, first of all. <laughs> it uh, really knocked me over. I'm somewhat familiar with the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. Been there when uh, Brian Mormon, a young man that I had the privilege of coaching some years ago, got inducted. I was there as his guest, and it was an incredible experience. And I know Kendall Gammon went in last year. Those are a couple that I know pretty darn well. That, that set a high bar for anybody that gets in. And then there are some other very legendary folks in there, of course, as you well know. So uh, big, big deal, big surprise to me, and uh, humbled and honored, definitely. Well, congratulations, uh, Russ. I, I, I'm kind of curious. Give us a little uh, background. You were a track athlete and obviously went on to, to coach at uh, Pittsburgh State. Just give us a little background from when things started for you as a kid. Yeah, I, I think I guess I first got involved in track and field when I was in junior high. There wasn't much youth track in my life when I was a young, young kid. So in junior high in Olathe, at Santa Fe Trail, junior high, and then uh, Olathe High School, there was only one back then. That tells you how long ago that was. I really got into it under the tutelage of one legendary Mike Wallace, who uh, unfortunately lost a few years ago. A big influence on me. And then I, I come to Pittsburgh State. University and was coached by David Sinram, um, who impacted me greatly to the extent that I decided this is what I want to try and do for a living. Um, at Pitt State, I had a, an awesome time with uh, winning conference championships, and and that's the kind of thing that kind of got me into coaching was the the easy to see if you're succeeding or failing thing, and then and then doing that with a group of other at the time, group of other young men that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of diversity there, but then you all have that one thing in common. Anyway, it was a, it was a great experience in college and uh, so fortunate to be able to have the opportunity to begin and, and especially in my coaching career at Pittsburgh State, my alma mater. That, that's something that was really special for me. Russ Jewett, our guest, uh, longtime track and field coach at Pittsburgh State, uh, just uh, selected for the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. Now, you're still at Pittsburgh State, right, in, in an administrative role? Actually, I just very recently completely retired. I, okay. I had done a couple of years there after my coaching, after I retired from coaching, a couple of years of administrative work. Now I'm completely retired. I was wondering because uh, earlier today, your uh, page on the Pittsburgh State website worked, and now it doesn't. So I'm like, did he retire five minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, almost literally, yeah. <laughs> 
So what does that, yeah, so what does that school come to mean to you? Obviously, you competed there, you graduated from there, you coached there for a long time, served it uh, in, in many roles. So what, what does Pittsburgh State mean to you personally? Well, obviously, it's a huge part of my life. Um, you, I can't say that coaching defined my life or, or certainly that being um, an alum of Pitt State defined my life, but it's been such a huge part of my life. For so long I mean I met my wife there my daughter went to school there and, and competed for me if you will at Pitt State so huge part of my life and and not not just that but it's just a fantastic place it's a it's a great place to get an education to grow as a young person and I can attest to the fact that it's a great place to grow as an aging and an old person <laughs> And uh, I'm lucky to have been able to to do that. Russ, I want to go back to my uh, question I asked you earlier. And you know, you said you, uh, you know, kind of took up track in junior high. What were the sports you were playing before that? And was there a sport that you uh, really loved? And, and was the track and field thing just something that came up where you wanted to play in or you wanted to try it out in school? Or was it something that you just thought you'd always wanted to do? Yeah, the, the main sports I did, football and basketball, when I was a little kid, like Pop Warner football and then, you know, City League basketball for youth. And then I continued playing basketball through junior high. Through my sophomore year in high school, I just wasn't good enough to make the team at a fairly large high school. And so, and, and the, kind of the same with football. Uh, I ended up doing cross country instead of football. Um, I actually tried tennis my freshman year instead of track, which I, I kind of – regret now but so but but track and field was just where I kind of found where I belonged um it was a combination of an individual and team sport and the team sport thing is something that really grew on me later especially in college talking with uh, Russ Jewett he'll be officially uh, inducted into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame in October coached track and uh, cross country at uh Pittsburgh State for over 30 years. So, so many championships, so much success. I'm sure the teams that, that won championships uh, were, were j just as meaningful as the ones that didn't. But what ingredient do you feel like your teams captured or you even as a coach captured to have all that success? What, what was kind of the common thread through, through those teams um, that, that uh, were able to win a lot? Well, we did have some lean years where uh, – where I didn't do a very good job, we we weren't able to win championships. But it, it's hard to win a lot consistently, especially after you've won. To be honest with any coach out there knows that. Um, it, you know, the, the the teams that win, they've got some icing on their cake, and and they've got special memories to share with their teammates and their coaches. But they've all been special to me, and I think maybe the common thread, uh, and if you want to say it had something to do with team championships and winning, I think. I like to think that each of our teams, each year, our, our team had a strong sense of family and, and togetherness and counting on one another. And, and also really important to me, and I, and I think we did a pretty good job of this when I was coaching, and I really feel like Coach Rutledge and his staff have carried this on, is to have a strong sense of the tradition of your program. You know, be, being part of something that's bigger than you and knowing that even this year's team that might have – you know, 60 or 70 men on it is still part of something even bigger, you know, that the folks that came before you and, and laid the foundation for your success. And then, 
knowing that you're part of, you know, the future generations that are going to come in, in that same way. So th- those are the common things, I think. Russell, you know, with being an athlete and coaching for as long as you did, um, obviously a lot of memories, remember the championships, but is there a, a, a few things that, that come to mind that may not been a championship, but something that happened, you know, where a kid was struggling and he got through it, you know, just some little story that you might have from, from all your years of coaching there that, uh, that really sticks out to you and something that you'll remember for your whole life. Well, I would just tell you, I, I'd hate to pick out one because everybody I've ever coached is awfully special to me, but I would just tell you some things that are not really related to, you know, a trophy that you're bringing home, but, you know, as a as a coach, even in college, you know, some folks that don't coach college, maybe they've coached other ages. These are these are still kids to me that that come to to college and and still need to grow. And I think some of the most rewarding situations I've been part of is is when maybe you get a student athlete who who benefits from mentorship more than others. Some come to you as a, in terms of character as a finished product, and those are awesome to coach. Don't get me wrong. Um, Christy Allen was one of those, you know, she's going into the hall of fame, the Kansas sports hall of fame. And I'm, that's thrilling to go in the same year as her. Um, and others, others don't come to you as a finished product and need guidance from a solid adult human being. And, and when you're able to do that, provide that and, and see this human being grow and, and make it and be very productive in life after college, then that's really rewarding. So, so I've gotten over the years, um, you know, you get an email or a text or a phone call from someone who maybe was not a world beater or, or certainly maybe not an easy person to coach. We all have those. Um, that that gives you a message of, man, I, I really appreciate everything you did for me because you made a difference. I mean, those are the kinds of things that, that mean more than any trophy to me, and those are really cool experiences. Final moments with uh, Russ Jewett uh, going into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, so you said completely retired, and, you know, we've talked for 10 minutes, but I still get the sense that uh, that might have a different meaning for you than it does for others. So how how do you plan to, to spend uh, that quote-unquote retirement? What are, you, what are you into now? Well, I'm, I'm just going to take a deep breath right now. I really haven't worked that hard the last couple of years as an administrator, nothing like when I was coaching. So – kind of easing into this thing, but um, there's lots of honeydews around the house, some mundane things, but travel. Uh, something, you, you know, I wasn't able to do as a coach very much other than with the team was travel, other than maybe for a month in the summertime. So now my schedule's wide open, and uh, my wife and I have already done quite a bit of traveling, plan to keep doing that. I got two adult children. I got a granddaughter, and of course, so we'll chase family around um, and, and really enjoy that. And then, you know, just some little hobbies. I plan to do some volunteering. Um, once I catch my breath a little bit, here's something else I haven't done a lot of over the years that I feel really guilty about. Now that I've got time, I'm going to try and do that. Very good. Well, we appreciate the generosity with your time this afternoon, um, and congratulations on getting into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. We've got uh, a few months before the ceremony, but I know this uh, this is an exciting time for you and your family, so thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. All right, thanks a lot. Russ Jewett. There he goes. There he does go. It's a long time to be coaching. Coached a, coached a long time. Had a lot of success. Well, I was a good player. And that's why he's in the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. I wonder if I voted for him. 
I don't know why it comes back to that, but don't you remember who you voted for? I mean, you vote for ten. I have no idea. I know I voted for you. That's. I think I voted for the uh, the baseball players, the big league guys that are getting in. I think, and there are three of those, including one Negro Leagues player. Uh, but after that, I don't really remember. I think I voted for Sarah Walkup, uh, the volleyball player from Wichita State. Mm. But after that, I'm not really sure. Yeah, interesting. Very there you interesting. go. You ready to, to uh, talk some music? Oh, oh, this is wow. Talk about right up my alley. This will be fun. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Robin Taylor Xander. Yes. That's a cool name. RTZ. That's right. Got Anytime it. your last name starts or ends with a Z, you know you're a pretty cool guy. That's how it works? I think so. Okay. So I, I definitely fit into that category. Yes, for sure. <laughs> And we're awaiting a phone. We actually have Robin Taylor Xander, but since he is a musician, Max is going to talk. Max his ear is off. excited. Max might do the interview and just play it in the next segment. Well, why why shouldn't he? I'm I mean, going to ask uh, Robin Taylor Xander the the standard bearer question. Uh, and we are happy to be joined by Robin Taylor Xander. Uh, he's in the the touring band of Cheap Trick. He's got a new out, solo album out called It's called the The Distance. Robin, how are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? We are doing well. I just made the statement that the song Amy by Pure Prairie League is the standard bearer for music in that if you don't like the song Amy, then you can't like music. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, hey, I, I agree with you. That's a great song. Man. How could you not? Yeah, absolutely. Not like it? Absolutely. So tell us about this solo album. I was lucky enough to get to uh, listen to it today. It's it's very good. I love your voice. What went into the production and and just putting that that album together? Because a lot of people should hear it. It's quite good. Well, um, basically started a few years ago. I my dad's friend Kenny Siegel, who runs a uh, a really cool recording studio up in New York, uh, invited me to come up and, and demo some songs and. Uh, that's where the the distance was born. It's my first uh, self release under my own name, and uh, I I've, I've been touring with Cheap Trick for about six years now, and I had a a few weeks off, and I decided to make a record. Well, how exciting is that to get it out there in your own name? You know, doing something that that's just yours. Was that uh, something that you'd always wanted to do? I'm sure it was, but how fulfilling was that to get that finished? Oh, it was the ultimate uh, feeling of, of fulfillment. I mean, I. I'm a songwriter. I've always written for myself on the side. Um, I started touring with Cheap Trick when I was 24, and uh, I just turned 30. So it's been about six years of me writing and uh, kind of waiting for an avenue to get it out. I finally uh, met the right people that were really interested in the, the songs that I was writing. Um, I used to live in Nashville uh, for a few years, and as you know, that's a big music town and a lot of competition. And um, so a lot of the songs were based out of when I was living there, and um, I finally had Jack Douglas, who uh, is a, a friend of my dad's, and uh, Chief Cook, who produced uh, the first four Aerosmith records. He did John Lennon's Double Fantasy, uh, New York Dolls, Patti Smith, you name it. He worked with a lot of people, uh, and he took interest, and so he signed me to his label after he heard the demos and mixed and mastered the record himself, and uh, that's where this, this stuff was pretty much born. 
Robin Taylor, Xander, our guest, his album, uh, The Distance, is out now. You've been talking about your dad, and that, of course, is Robin Xander, the front man for, for Cheap Trick. And that obviously means you've been around music your entire life. You've been around uh, different types of music, different genres. How do you sort through all of those and also kind of find your own voice as you're putting together your own music? Because I'm sure, you know, you've listened to so much and you've heard so much that it's only natural for you to pick up things from, from other artists. How do you, how do you uh, balance those out between also, you know, doing what you want to do? Well, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's tough. My day job is uh, as a touring musician, so, um, and cheap trip they take a, and keep a pretty tight schedule, you know. So they're, they're pretty much gone half the year, and um, so it's very busy, and the in-between times, the downtime is kind of minimal. So um, I have to make good use of that. So it's a balancing act, but um, I have a great time. I mean, I, I love music. It's the only thing I've ever wanted to do since I was a little kid. I grew up watching uh, cheap trick play as a, as a little child, basically, you know, learning how to play music by watching them. So, um, you know, I, I enjoy what I do and, uh, I don't see myself doing anything else. So I, I I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> I, you know, you brought up a little kid. I'm curious, how was it as a kid growing up with, with your dad as the front man and, and how was that at school? Were the kids good? Were the, then did you have kids that were mad because your dad was was a front man how, how, how was all that as a, as a kid growing up i'm sure you had to uh navigate a few situations throughout your uh, childhood um i mean surprisingly it wasn't that bad I, the only time that anybody was aware of what my dad did was when he came in for like you know parent teacher conferences or like uh you know bring your parent to school day i mean really i I kind of stayed away from all that stuff as a kid. It was pretty normal. I, I grew up, um, you know, I went to school, and then when I was off of school, I would, I would go and, and travel with my dad because he was gone for a lot, a lot of the year when I was in school. So it was kind of my time to bond with him. And so I loved it, you know. My, and my friends that were my close friends were all, were all pretty, um, you know, pretty cool about it, you know, to, to a degree. Talking with uh, Robin Taylor Zander, uh, part of the band Cheap Trick. Uh, so we're seeing this a lot, right? You are on the road with your dad's band, uh, Deacon Fry, uh, the son of Glenn Fry, is on the road with the Eagles. Uh, Jason Bonham has participated in uh, Led Zeppelin. The sons of these uh, these stars, these front men, uh, or in Led Zeppelin's case, the drummer, uh, are kind of following that legacy. What does that mean to you personally to be doing that? And what do you think of kind of that overall trend a little bit of, of sons kind of, of carrying that torch and, and keeping that music alive? Well, yeah, it's like what you said, it's, a, it's about the music, I think. Um, you know, whether I was my dad's son or not, I, I love Cheap Trick. So um, as a musician, any way that I'm able to contribute or keep that going, um, I'm, I'm totally down for it. Um, I, like I said, I grew up around it, so um, I have a special kind of interest in, in their music and what they do live. I think personally they're, you know, probably the best live band I've ever seen. And, you know, that's, I know it's biased, but um, they are truly a one-of-a-kind band. You know, they have three of the four original members still in the band, and next year is their 50th anniversary. They've been a band since 1974, so um, I feel like I'm in a, a kind of a special position to be in because I live they still do a hundred you know they're gone 120 140 days 
shows, and they still put on a great show. And for me to be able to be a part of that and carry the torch in, in whatever way I can, I'm, I'm happy to do. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with uh, Robin Taylor Xander, uh, new album, uh, The Distance, out now. So what, what are you most proud of about, uh, about this record? Uh, like I said, got to listen to it today. I, I love just the, the eclecticness. I think that's a word you used in describing it, too, that there's lots of different sounds, lots of different styles. How much do you pride yourself on being able to not only pull that off, but to be authentic with those different sounds and styles? I'm, I'm I'm proud of being an honest musician and not really trying to go for one thing in particular. If anything, this record is um, all my influences kind of bunched up into one, and it kind of gives us its own vibe. And if you turn on, you know, whatever your pop rock radio station is nowadays, you might not hear a lot of this music, and I, I'm cool with that because it, you can't really place it in one genre. It's a lot of different things. It's there's even some kind of pop country songs on the record that are, are, you know, not even like Cheap Trick or, you know, there's stuff that's more Beatles-esque, British Invasion and, and pop melody. And it's all different. A lot of stuff that I'm influenced by is my, my current record collection. So, you know, in my mind, that's what it sounds like to me. But, you know, I pride myself in, in just being original and being honest with what I'm writing. I'm not really going for anything in particular. Yeah, I saw, you know, the the bio you've got on Spotify where you're you compared yourself kind of to the Beatles and it's like, "Whoa." But then you hear the album and there's there's some Beatles in there. It sounds like the Beatles and I think you sound a little bit like John Lennon. Is that is that fair to say? Would you ever like want to embrace that kind of comparison? How I mean, but it's there, right? Well, it's inside the, the music. I mean, I don't uh, actively try to sound like John Lennon, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I definitely am influenced by him. You know, I, I listened to every Beatles record front to back a thousand times when I was younger, and I still love their music. So um, it's a, a high compliment that that you just paid me there. <laughs> I, I I'm just sorry. I'm just curious. Uh, take Chip Cheap Trick out of the out of the mix here. Who were some of your favorite bands then growing up? Um, obviously, besides uh, your dad's. Well, um, like I said, my, my parents' record collection, I guess I would start with that. A lot of uh, 60s and 70s rock, um, psychedelic rock, you know, Hendrix and The Who, uh, The Kinks, The Stones. Um, in the 70s, I, I loved uh, all the, the punk stuff, uh, the Ramones and The Clash and The Sex Pistols and, and 80s New Wave. You know, I, I love all the stuff uh, The Talking Heads did and... Um, you know, I'm, I'm really into um, the Peter Gabriel solo records and, um, and a lot of stuff, man. It's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint, but I, I lived off of my family's record collection and CD collection and cassettes, and um, that's how I learned how to play music. I would I just sit with a pair of headphones and, and play along to, um, you know, whatever record on whatever instrument that was laying around the house. So um, all that stuff and more. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not going to lie, I've listened to a lot of popular music in my day, but more recently, you know, I've discovered or I've wanted to discover and I've tried to discover and I think I have discovered really, really, really good music that you'll never hear on the radio. And I know that uh, that's probably how you feel as well. So how important is that? You know, like just seeking that out and, and for people to find stuff that, 
Because people always say, well, music these days aren't near, isn't nearly as good, but it is, right? It is, music is probably better now than it ever has been. Is that, is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I think there's more access to music, and there's more ways for people to make music. So um, in comparison to a band that was starting, let's say, in like the 60s or 70s or even 80s, um, you know, you had to have a record label behind you, and you had to have a management company, and you had to have publishing and, and all these things. And nowadays, you, you really just need a computer, you know, and in some ways that's uh, maybe – you know, people make music that shouldn't be making music. <laughs> but it also opens up a lot of really great music uh, opportunities. And I think the more, the merrier when it comes to music. I, I want to be able to hear as much as possible. And I want to be able to create as much as possible as a songwriter. So um, I'm all for it. I think that it opens up people's ears and eyes to, to new kinds of bands and uh, solo artists and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we we really appreciate your time. Congratulations on on putting your first uh, record out there uh, with your time with Cheap Trick. I I know and and begin the beginning of a really long career. I'm sure it's great stuff. And again, thanks for your time. Oh, thanks, anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks a lot. There you have it. Hey, you. Uh, what you did all right? I did. You held your own in that interview. Whoa. You even asked a pretty good question there at the beginning. Yeah, I don't even know what it was. I don't remember it I either. Blo- I must have blocked out. But I remember thinking, was that Jason Duda asking a music question? It was, uh, I don't remember. I don't I don't either. I feel like uh, Will Ferrell in old school at the debate. <laughs> just what blacked, just happened? Just blacked out I just for blacked a second. Out. Yes, well, congratulations to you too. Oh, thanks. For your participation. You're welcome. All right, we will take a break. Hour number two coming up. We've got uh, an interview with the the new tournament director of the Wichita Open, Dusty Buell. We also will allegedly have a game, although that game has not revealed itself to me yet. Really? So I can't reveal it to you yet. Oh. It's kind of ha- it kind of has to come through me, right? It's not it's not something I can go seek out. It kind of has to go to me first. It does. You can't just go look for it. Right. You got Something's got to pop into it's, your head. It's got to be in the soul. It does. Yeah. Stay with us. Hour two coming up. Bob and Jeff, KFH. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.